He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we honor you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your mighty watch. Thank you for the month of November. Thank you for what you've done. And thank you for what you are going to do. Precious Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. Oh, thank you. To you be all the praise. To you be all the glory. In the name that is above every name. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, let your amen be loud. Amen. Let your amen be loud. Save me, I have the mind of Christ. And I'm able to know all things that are freely given to me by the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I have the mind of Christ to know all things that are freely given to me that is in the redemption in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Christ is our redemption. And by the redemptive work of Christ, he has given us a mind, and this mind is able, capable of knowing the things that are given unto us. Hallelujah. So that's what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. That who have known the mind of Christ, that he may instruct him. But we, hallelujah, say we, meaning the church, the body of Christ, we have the mind of Christ. Now when the scriptures say who have known the mind of Christ, that he may instruct him, meaning that he may teach him. He may instruct him, he may teach him. And the scripture says, but we have the mind of Christ, not to teach Christ, we have the mind of Christ to know the things that Christ has given us. It is through your mind that you know. Knowledge is a function of the mind. Hallelujah. We have the mind of Christ. So I wanted to end this series, but I believe there's something vital that I would like us to understand. Praise the Lord. Your mind is the principal thing your mind the principal thing the number one thing as far as this world is concerned your relevance here on earth has to do with how spiritual your mind becomes the more spiritual your mind becomes the more you become relevant here on earth as a matter of fact Whatever we see today, all the development, the technological breakthrough, medical breakthroughs, scientific breakthroughs, all the inventions that we see today are all functions of the mind. Whether these inventions are engineered by the Holy Ghost or by demonic forces, it is because the mind was receptive to that idea. The mind was able to conceive that idea. The mind was able to do what? To conceive that idea. Whatever we see here are all products of the spiritual realm. Every invention, 
every creativity, every manufacturing, whatever we see, whatever we are doing here, these are all things that were that are in the realm of the spirit, that the spirit realm was able to deposit it into the spirit of somebody and the mind of that person conceived it. Hallelujah. And the man did what? Conceived it. If the man was not capable of conceiving anything, man would not be able to invent anything. Man would not be able to do anything. There will be nothing new on, on this earth. Praise the Lord. So in the kingdom of God, to manifest the kingdom of God, to bring the kingdom of God into real practical realities is a function of the mind that has gone through transformation. Praise the Lord. The mind that has been Holy Ghost metamorphosized. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost metamorphosized. Hallelujah. And that is what the Holy Ghost has been trying to do. Jesus prayed the Lord's prayer. He said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom what? Come. Now, we are told that this kingdom is in us. The kingdom of God is in you. Is that not it? It's within you. Now, this kingdom that has been given to us, which is in us, cannot express itself here. The rule of the kingdom of heaven cannot have dominion, cannot express itself here. If those who have received that kingdom, their minds have not been metamorphosized by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. By the word of God. So we are kingdom citizens, kingdom dwellers, having the kingdom of God inside us. But the kingdom is not manifesting the way it should because the part of us that is capable of bringing the kingdom into a reality is the mind. Hallelujah. Is what is the mind. That's why we, the scripture says, we have the mind of Christ. The essence of the mind of Christ is to manifest the kingdom. Say with me, the essence of the mind of Christ is to manifest the reality of the kingdom of God. Here on earth. That's the essence of the mind of Christ. The essence of the mind of Christ is to practicalize the kingdom. To practicalize the kingdom. It is the essence. It is the number one thing. Praise the Lord. You see, the kingdom is inside you. The kingdom is in you. The kingdom is functioning. The kingdom is there, but it is through the mind. And the mind is the seat of God's wisdom. We are doing Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. The wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now in Proverbs chapter 8. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 8. It's not the scripture I plan to use. But let's go there. I believe the Holy Ghost wants to teach you something there. Proverbs chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? Your amen is too weak. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8 is a chapter that you might want to study carefully because it gives us a total and fundamental description of the wisdom of God at work. Wisdom personified. 
His Proverbs chapter 8 is talking about our Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about what? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So Proverbs chapter 8 verse 1 to going. He said, Does not wisdom cry and understanding put, up, uh, put forth her voice? You see, wisdom always goes together with understanding. You can't separate wisdom from understanding. So Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all your gettings, get understanding. Hallelujah. So in other words, for the wisdom of God to be relevant, for the wisdom of God to become a practical thing in your life, understand is crucial. So it is, it is a process of understanding. When the, when the cycle of understanding is complete, then we call it wisdom. So it means when the process of understanding is complete, then we call it wisdom. Or oh, let's say it again. When the process of understanding is complete, then we call it wisdom. That's what the scripture says. If you say with all your getters, whatever you are trying to get, get understanding. Get understand. Get the process. Get the process. Get the process. Get the process. Get the system. If the system is not there, nothing will work. Amen. If the system is not there, nothing will do what? Nothing will work. And that is the reason why the third world countries are suffering because there is no system. There is no system. There, there are no infrastructure. There is nothing. There's no structures. So anybody can get up and do anything. Anybody can build anywhere. Anybody can construct anything. Anybody, they, are, they make their own rules. They are the old police men and women. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no, you see, we, we need to understand the potency of the mind of Christ given to us as a church. The potency of the mind of Christ given to us as a church. The church cannot have dominion until the church begin to function in this mind that was given to it. Hallelujah. The scripture says first Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13 that because of God we are in Christ Jesus, who is made unto us. The first thing Christ is made unto us is wisdom. So wisdom is the principal thing. The first thing Christ is made unto us is wisdom. And in the same first Corinthians chapter 1, we are told the first thing Christ is wisdom. He is the wisdom of God. He is the wisdom of God. He is wisdom incarnate. His wisdom was incarnate. His wisdom personified. His wisdom. He is wisdom. The, in fact, he is the totality of creation. Somebody said, well, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So where does God dwell? Wherever God dwells, wherever God lives, it all began with wisdom. It all begins with what? Wisdom. In Genesis chapter 1, we are told that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That heavens he created is not where he dwells. Amen? It's not where he dwells. It's this heavens above us. The planets, they are called heavens. The heavens where, you know, demonic forces operate. Not the third heavens, not where, he, not where God himself dwells. 
But we are told in John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was what? The word. And the word was with God. And the word was what? God. Nothing was made without what? The word. That is God's wisdom. Praise the Lord. That is what? God's wisdom. So, in Proverbs chapter 8, if you read the whole of Proverbs chapter 8, you, you will see verse 22 going. You will see how wisdom began to say, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his ways. In the beginning of his what? His ways. So, we have to understand the oppressions of God. That's what the scripture, that's what Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, said, we have the mind of Christ. Because it says from the beginning of the days of God, when God became God, if there's something like that, <laughs> amen, wisdom was there. Wisdom was where? There. In fact, you, you can, we can confidently say the makeup, the makeup of God, the components of God, if there's something like that, is wisdom. Is what? Is wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 8, look at this. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his ways. In the beginning of his what? His ways. So if there's anything, if there's any virtue, if there's anything that knows God, that's what the beginning of God, how God became into, how God became God, is wisdom. Say with me, it's wisdom. Is what? Is wisdom. Is wisdom. That is why it is the principal thing. It is the number one thing. Praise the Lord. It is the number one thing. Hallelujah. Look, verse 23. I was set up from everlasting. From where? What is the meaning of everlasting? There's no, there's no. There's no beginning, neither will there be an end. Is that not it? It says wisdom has no beginning, has no end. So as believers here on earth, our quest, our thirst, our desires, our ambitions, our aspirations should be cause wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. And that has to do with the quickening of the mind. That has to do with the mind coming alive. That has to do with your mind going through transformation. The Holy Ghost transforming your mind. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So in, in, in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 1, you will notice wisdom. He said, does no wisdom cry and understanding put up her voice? So, wisdom is crying, understanding is crying. And you must ask yourself why. Now, in verse 2, thank you, Jesus. Verse 2, he says, she stands forth in the top of high places. So, you see that here, wisdom has not been personified and wisdom is a feminine. Amen. You know, most if 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 you are into worst studies, 
There are some words when you are researching them, they will use they say it's a feminine, feminine word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I don't want to go into that so that I will not lose my so here we see wisdom from the beginning. You see wisdom crying, understanding crying, wisdom crying. And then the scripture says, verse 3, she cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, old men, I call. And my voice is to the son of the sons of men. O ye simple, understand wisdom. And ye fools, be ye of understanding heart. Uh, so, <laughs> there's too much in verse 5. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see the word simple? The word simple means naive. That A naive person is in the same category as a fool. They are in the same class. Where is the somebody is naive? He has no knowledge. A fool, double lack of knowledge. A fool is what? Double lack of knowledge. Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of understanding heart. And you will notice that the scriptures have said the fool has said in his heart, there's no what? There's no God. So those who are challenging the existence of God, those who are challenging the that there's nothing like God, we are faking it, we are just making things up. The true definition, biblical definition of those people is simple. They are simple, they are fools. They are simple and they are what? They are, they are naive, they have no knowledge, they have no understanding. They are fools. Lack of knowledge. Praise the Lord. So we have the mind of Christ. Then the scripture makes some, some profound statements about the oppressions of the devil. And that's what I want us to come to because what, what has happened is that, or what is happening is that the devil understanding the way God oppresses will always counter the oppressions of God. He will fake the oppressions of God. Amen. He will do what? He will fake the oppressions of God. That's why the scripture says that his angels transform his, his, his servants, they transform themselves to angels of what? Light. Are you getting it? <laughs> so the, the, anything God, the way God oppresses the enemy for the enemy to get, he has to mimic God. He has to do what? He has to mimic God. Praise the Lord. So God can reach a man without his mind. Is the same technique, the same process. The devil can't operate against a man except through his mind. Except through his what? Through his mind. Let me share one testimony. Hagen had a vision of a demon who sat on the shoulder of an unbeliever. This man is not a Christian. Wasn't born again. And the devil whispered something into his mind and immediately he rejected it. He did what? He rejected it. And the Lord told Hagen in that vision that even unbelievers still have a will against the devil, can still exercise authority against the devil. 
So, so imagine with the believers. Amen. Imagine with what the believers. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, so let's go to. Let me show you this. Let me open my notes. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. And then you understand why we read Proverbs chapter 8. Because nothing is from the beginning except God's wisdom. Second Corinthians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. 10 and 11. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sins, forgive I it in the person of Christ. Verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant ignorant of the thief or his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. Say me, we are not ignorant of his devices. Now let's personalize this. I am not ignorant of the devices of the devil. Say it with me. Say it loud and clear. I am not ignorant of the devices of the devil. Hallelujah. I am not ignorant of what? The devices of the devil. One more time. I am not ignorant of the devices of the devil. In fact, it will interest you to know. See the word devices there? It will interest you to know that word means the mind. <laughs> it means the word? The mind. That you are not, we are not ignorant of what? The mind of the devil. Hallelujah. Let me, I am not ignorant, am not ignorant of, the mind of, the devil. of the mind of the devil. Or say, I am not ignorant of the mind of the devil. You see, the advantage we have in Christ is just uncountless. You can't, it's, it's, I mean, can you imagine? God has given you an advantage. To know the mind of the devil ahead of time. God has given you and I an advantage that we can tell the mind of the devil ahead of time. Paul is saying here by the Holy Ghost that if I've, if, if you are forgiving somebody, I have also forgiven that person in the person of Christ for the sake of Christ. So that Satan will not have an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Another word here means his possessions. His what? Possessions. So, so, sometimes if you read the word devices here, sometimes you will think you, you will be you will be tempted to say it is physical things. Devices. But it simply means his mind. The easiest way, if you don't want to get lost, he simply misses what his mind. We are not ignorant of what the mind of Christ and the mind of the devil. We know his mind, we know what he's about to do. We are able to tell ahead of time. In fact, in every situation, in every circumstances, we are able to say, This 
is the mind of the devil. This is what the devil is orchestrating. This is what the devil is doing. Hallelujah. So therefore, you see some Christians always trying to know some things supernaturally. You, you go through scriptures and you see the devil, you will see the devil's mind openly displayed over here. Praise the Lord. Now let me read something to you here. The middle of that word. Possession, that is purpose. It also means what? Purpose. Purpose. That by the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, you understand the you have a complete understanding of the purpose of the devil. By the mind of Christ, you have understanding of the mind of the devil. You have what? Understanding of the mind of the devil. This is so serious. Because we can't deal with the devil. We can't, we can't bring him to the defeat that Jesus wrought on the cross. Except we understand his mind. Except we understand what his mind is just impossible. So because the church is not seeking to understand the mind of the devil. The devil has taken advantage of the church of so many believers. And he's using it against them. Even though the victory is ours. Christ gave us a victory. He defeated the devil. But as long as we don't have understanding, as long as we are ignorant of his mind, he will still be able to deal with us. So that is why we, we have to apply the wisdom of God. We have to seek the wisdom of God because the wisdom of God reveals to us the mind of the devil. The wisdom of God does what? Reveals to you the mind of the devil. The wisdom of God gives you understanding of the mind of the devil. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that is why wisdom is the principal thing. That's what you have to seek for wisdom. No matter what you are, you are praying for, you make wisdom your number one prayer. Because it will begin to expose to you. It will begin to teach you. The mind of the devil. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the root word, the root word for that word, devices, means to exert mental effort. To exert mental what? Effort. So anytime the devil is coming against you, he is coming against you. He's coming to do what? He's coming to exert a mental force. So the devil operates against believers by what? Exerting mental force on them. He brings, he, he brings, he brings so much force against your mind that you would temporarily be inactive. The mind, especially if your mind has not gone through transformation, if your mind has not been metamorphosized. By the word of God, you will be you, your mind, the mind of Christ that you have received will be temporarily suspended. That for a period of time, you will exercise the mind of the devil, you will meditate on his mind, you will dwell on his mind, you will be so active in his mind that his power will begin to operate against you. That is the way he operates. So the way the devil operates against believers is that 
the believers who have not endeavored to develop, to transform, to equip themselves with the mind of Christ, he comes to temporarily suspend the mind of Christ in operations in them. He exert upon them his mind. And by exerting his mind upon them, his power begins to work against them. His power begins to do what? Begins to work against them. His powers begins to work against them. Hallelujah. So Paul said, we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. We are not. We are not. We are not. Why? Because of the mind that Christ has given us. Now imagine you having a friend that you can always tell his next move. You have a friend you can always determine what Ness is going to do. You have a friend you can know what he's thinking about you. You have a friend you can calculate his steps. You have an advantage over him. Is that not it? You have an advantage over That's what Christ did on the cross when Christ defeated the devil and rose out triumphantly. He gave us an advantage through his mind to be ahead of the devil. That we can know the next step the devil is taking. We can know what he's thinking. We can know what he's about to do. We it said first Corinthians chapter 2 that we have received the mind of Christ to know all things. We have not received the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us. Now, one of the things given to you is to know the oppressions of the devil, to understand his mind. Hallelujah. It's one of the things given to us. It's one of the things given to the church. But unfortunately, since the church has not yet woken up to that realm, here you notice that Paul was talking about unforgiveness. Did you notice that? Verse 10 was talking about what? Unforgiveness. So a person walking in unforgiveness, what, what has happened to that person is that the devil has suspended the love of Christ in that person temporarily. And has exerted unforgiveness in his mind. And this person is nurturing unforgiveness. Thereby causing the devil to unleash his power to work against him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the scripture says, be anxious for nothing. <laughs> that scripture is not just a mere sentence. It's one of the most potent powerful scriptures in the book of Philippians. It says, be anxious for nothing. Then when anxious means stress, anxieties, worries, fear, you know, agitations, negative things, all kinds of things is included in that verse. Be anxious for nothing. Anxiousness, worries, fear, stress, they are the mindset of the devil. They are the minds of the devil for him to unleash his power. Now listen carefully. The devil's power has been corrupted. You remember he was an anointed cherub. His power has been corrupted. That corrupt anointing can only work against you when you accept his mind. For example, when you accept his mind of unforgiveness, then his power will begin to work against you. When you accept his power, when you accept his mind of stress, worries, fear, 
anxiety, negative confession, negative thinking, his power begins to work against you. So most Christians, when, when scriptures are talking about tender-hearted, loving one another, walking in love, and all of these things, the fruit of the Spirit, most people think that God has designed these things just for him to be God and then boss over us. No, it is to help you not to be in alignment with the mind of the devil. Because if the devil cannot establish his device in your life, he can establish his authority in your life. If he cannot establish his power in your life, he cannot establish, if he cannot establish his mind in your life, he can't establish his power. His power will not work. That is why Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. You see that? So as long as you are not, you will not buy into the mind of the devil. His power can never work against you. We have the mind of Christ, but we must understand the operations of the mind of the devil. We have the mind of Christ, we must understand the operations of the mind of the devil. Praise the Lord. Now let me give you some quick scriptures here. In Job, Job 5 chapter 12, he said, God disappointed the devices of what? The crafty. Is the same word used there? The devices of the crafty is the same word, the mindset. He frustrated the mindset. He overthrew the mindset of the crafty. Who is the crafty then? The devil. So that their hands cannot carry out their enterprise. Hallelujah. 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 How will God frustrate the mindset of the devil? He frustrates the mindset of the devil by giving you his wisdom. By causing your mind to be in alignment with his mind. He said, but we have the mind of Christ. In Proverbs chapter 8 verse 1, you, 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 we saw wisdom crying. He said, does no wisdom cry? And understanding the proper voice, wisdom is crying, understanding is crying, why? So that the simple, the fool, will begin to escape the mindset of the devil. The mindset of the devil. Let me tell you something. Poverty is a mindset. Poverty is what? It's a mindset. Lack and want is a mindset. It's a mind. It's a mind. Uh, look, poverty is a mind. Lack and want is a mind. Sickness and diseases, they are what? Mindset. They are the mind of the devil. We are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. He frustrates the mind of the crafty, so that their hands cannot carry out their enterprise. That is why somebody can go somewhere and say, I want this person to be sick. I want this person to become poor. That is her mind or his mind. Is that not it? His mind or her mind begins to work against you. 
So if the mind of the devil cannot be formed against you, his power can work against you. Amen? If his mind cannot be formed against you, his power can work against you. That, so we are busy trying to break his power, to destroy his power, but accepting his mindset makes his power potent. Are you getting it? Accepting his mindset makes his what? Makes his power potent. Now, no matter how you pray against poverty, as long as you keep thinking poor, you keep confessing you are poor. I don't have this. I don't have this. Nobody to help me. Nobody to pay my school fees. Nobody to do this. You, you are powering the devil. You are unleashing his power to work against you. So the easiest way to defeat the devil is to defeat his mindset. If you can erase his mindset, his power will not work. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can defeat his mindset, his power will not work. If you can defeat his mindset, his power will not work. Hallelujah. It is now we reverse the other prayers. Instead of praying against his power, pray against his mindset. Look at his mind. Define the mind of the devil in your life. Define his mindset. What? Hallelujah. That frustrated the talkings of liars and make it divinous mouth. That turned wise men backwards and make it their knowledge foolish. Knowledge foolish. Their mindset foolish. So what you need to do as a believer is to constantly make Satan's knowledge what foolish in order to stop the flow of his power in your life. As long as you cannot stop his knowledge, you cannot make his knowledge foolish, his power will keep flowing. His power will keep working. And that is the reason why the church has engaged in continuous warfare against Satan's power. And individually, Satan is still tormenting so many, still holding so many people down the same spot. There's no change. Because after you have broken all his power, if you come back and you don't make his knowledge foolish by establishing the knowledge of Christ, you don't make his mind foolish by establishing the mind of Christ, then you are giving him the license to continue his oppression. You are giving him the license for his power to keep working. And his power will keep working, 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 working until you get tired. So most Christians are in a vicious circle. They break Satan's power this week, next week, Satan's power is still operating. And then they have to go for another deliverance. Then they have to go for another deliverance. Then they have to go for another deliverance. Then they become, you know, a specimen for most pastors everywhere any pastor anyone anywhere they will go wishing that one day they'll be set free of darkness when you neutralize their mindsets their devices when their mindset is neutralized their power can no longer work against you in other words the mindset of the devil is the magnet to his power in their life in the person, in the soul, where his mindset has been fully accepted and embraced, his power flows continuously to that person. You can't stop it. You can fast 40 days, 40 nights. You can't stop that flow. 
you can't stop it. You can't stop that flow. As long as you will entertain his mind, as long as you will entertain his knowledge, you can't stop the flow of his power. His power will keep flowing. So here we are told that God did what? He makes the knowledge of what? And make their knowledge foolish. Their minds foolish. Their knowledge foolish. Their minds foolish. It's one act that we need to do. You come to a point that you are able to do that in Jesus' name. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 10, and I will close. Isaiah 8, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 10. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 10. He says, Take counsel together. That's the master of the devil. It shall come to naught. Speak the word. It shall not stand. For God is with us. Did you see that? Now, if you look at verse 9, it says, Ask it to yourselves, O ye people, and ye shall be broken in pieces. And give ear, O ye of far countries. Get yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Get yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, it shall come to naught. Speak the word, it shall not stand, for God is with us. No, so this is a person who has embraced the counsel of God, the knowledge of God. This is a person who is functioning in the mind of Christ. This is a person that the mind of Christ is functioning in him. He said, take counsel, that is knowledge. That is the mindset. The mindset of the devil. Counsel, mindset, knowledge. The devices of the devil. It will come to naught. Speak the word. You know, they first they form a mindset before they speak the word. Is that not it? They form a mindset before they speak the word. You see that? They form a mindset before they speak the word. And the scripture says that if they do that, as long as you are not buying into that mindset, as long as your mind is renewed, your mind is transformed. As long as you are possessing the mind of Christ, it shall come to what? Not. It will not stand. Why? God is with us. The mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's what wisdom is calling today. That is what wisdom is crying. Did you see that? That's why understanding is crying. Wisdom is crying. Understanding is crying. Why? Because as long as you are embracing the mind of the devil, his power will keep flowing. And you will fast, and you will pray, and you will break, and you will call that fire, and his power will keep flowing day and night. So wisdom is crying, boy, that's not the right way. That's not the way to go. That's not the way to go. This is the way. This is the way. So the war is the wisdom war. Say me the war is the wisdom war. The war is the wisdom war. So that's why Proverbs chapter 8, wisdom is crying to the simple. Wisdom is crying to the foolish. Understanding is crying to the simple. Understanding is crying to the fools. He said, come, let me show you how to stop the flow of Satan's power in your life. Come, let me show you how to stop the power of the devil in your life. Come, let me show you how to, to, to bring
words of Satan. Come, let me show you how to actualize the victory that Jesus gave you. Hallelujah. Come, let me show you how to actualize your redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Come, let me show you the reality of your victory in Christ Jesus. That's what wisdom is crying for. That's what wisdom is crying for. That's what understanding is crying for. That is what wisdom is crying for. That is what understanding is crying for. Hallelujah. So your mind, the principality. Wisdom is the principality. With all your getting, get understanding. When you begin to flow in the level of understanding, when you begin to flow in understanding, you stop the flow of Satan's power in your life. Because understanding simply means that you are in alignment with the mind of Christ. Remember we said that understanding is what? Is the completion of what? Wisdom. Is the full cycle of what? Wisdom. Once you enter into that understanding, that means that you have successfully dealt with the mind of the devil. You have made the knowledge of the devil foolish. So his power can no longer work. His power can no longer have any influence in you. You are a free man in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, it's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and give him thanks. We'll continue next week. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Lift up your voice and give him thanks. Let's give him thanks. Let's give him thanks. Oh, thank you, Jesus.